And now, a Blaze Media podcast. I got some cattle I'm driving to the town. Oh, hey, how you doing? I was just changing up the tune a little bit, but the same lyrics, the same snappy lyrics. I got some cattle I'm driving to the town. How you doing today? Welcome to Chewing the Fat. My gosh, it's good to see you. I mean that. So I'm, I have a doctor's appointment this morning and it brought up a flood of things that we're going to talk about today. One was as I'm waiting for the doc to come in, I'm reading a story and I'm laughing when the doc comes in because I've been believing that it's not, there's no way this story can be real, right? You want it to be real. So there's a story out of Australia that talks about, uh, someone or some people who wanted to uh, siphon gasoline out of a bus. And the story goes that, boy, did they get a big surprise because they put their hose down the, uh, down the, down the human waste part of the bus. And so when they, you know, if you've ever siphoned anything, but, you know, who among us hasn't, put a hose into a tank and tried to siphon whatever was in that tank out. And you put the hose in and you, you know, suck as hard as you can. You could quote me on that until you get the flow coming. And then, uh, you know, and then you put it into whatever container you have. Normally that's, you know, coming out of someone's gas tank. Um, however, you usually get just a little bit of gasoline in your mouth when you do that or water or whatever you've done in whatever little science class you've had in throughout your life, you put the hose into what you want to get. You suck as hard as you can until you get a little bit, until you get that flow started and you get that hose and you, you know, the liquid is going into from one place to another, which and hold on, the story wanna, goes on. I want to interrupt you when you're talking about siphoning gas, the of the story. you don't get a little bit of gas. You get a lot of gas. Sorry to uh, misinform the people, Mr. Criminal. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. No problem. Uh, For those of us that did it in science class, we just got a little bit. For those of you that do it in real life out of people's driveways, apparently you get more than you bargained for. So the story goes that they had put it into the waste part of the bus. And so they sure got a surprise when they sucked up that waste, that human waste into their mouth. And so, I, you know, you laugh and, you, you know, karma is beautiful. You think that's a beautiful thing, right? But the story goes on to say they, there's no footage. Uh, they haven't arrested anyone. And so it's just a story. I don't know that I believe it. You want to believe it. That's a story that you want to believe, that you want to say, good. You know, they got what they deserved. But, yeah, it's not real. I know it's vacation time. Welcome to the show. People going on vacation, right? Who isn't going on vacation? Anyway, uh, dry your eyes because you're still not going to be able to go to uh, Europe. I know. (laughs) I know. The travel ban on the U.S. has been extended. And... You're not going to be able to go there. The European Council has said, no, you evil, sick people in the United States can't come over here. Now, the United Kingdom, who's no longer part of the EU, by the way, said that we get to, sure, come on, come on, but you're going to have to, you know, self-quarantine for 14 days. And uh, But you could come. You could show up. But for the rest of the Europe, no. You can't do it. So just dry your eyes and you're going to have to, you know, redo your vacation plans. <laughs> you were planning on traveling around Europe because <laughs> that can't happen. So uh, did you see? Oh, I'm all over the place. Did you see where, uh, you know, we, we our, our, our astronauts came back and, uh, you know, we they dropped into the ocean with their, you know, with their... Um, <sighs> We're still dropping into the ocean. I thought we were beyond that. I really did. I thought uh, uh, Elon, I mean, he has the boosters land back on 
barges in the ocean. Okay, this well, is the astronauts I, have to land in the ocean. This is where I interject and say my one thing that I always talk about space. If a wind change to from 40 miles an hour to 41 miles an hour with cloudy, we can't do it. We can't do it. Cancel the launch. Cancel the launch. Abort, abort, abort. And you're right. I do like I would like to see how are we it's funny I saw a tweet that said Obama canceled the space program. Then he yeah. said in order for us to go back into this to space, it will take us 12 years and I want to say about 120 something billion dollars. Okay, I mean, and the money he, is no object. We don't care about money anymore. And then here is Elon, did it for less than a billion, and it took him six years to bring us back into space. Now, yeah. Elon, baby, you're doing great. <laughs> you have a new son. Can you, can we try, just try, put some monkeys in there or something? <laughs> can we just try and the, same you. and the same mechanism that we use for the Falcon 9, which is yes. it lands on the platform. Can we try that with the humans? That'd be great. Did you watch I the mean, whole the whole shebang from the beginning of the night all the way to the morning? The the splashdown. Oh, glued. Chris, okay, glued. You can't. You couldn't so drag me away. I was from upset. The complete <laughs> I was upset at two things. One, why the hell were we not doing the coverage? Because those nerds I at NASA I, and at SpaceX, they I suck. That, the, the takeoff drove me insane. That's yes. why I couldn't watch the landing. Yes. Because that was what we, come on. Two. NASA, we're here for you. Two. Why are we still landing in the middle of the ocean and then sending speedboats? And lastly. Thank you. Three. Why did it take us about 30 minutes to open the hatch? We. <laughs> I saw a bunch of uh, tools. I mean, maybe they had. They probably had. Uh, I mean, the suits were part of the the ship, right? I mean, that was the deal. Well, the suits were were fitted to them, and they were part of the ship, right? They were. Yeah, but they could not get the, the door ship. open. So, you know, maybe they had to unplug. Maybe they had no, to no, you know, no, detach no. themselves. They could not get. You could see it. I saw it on the news. They tried so hard. It was like Jeffy. It was like when. You and your family are looking for the keys for that for that for the old oh. rickety shed in the backyard, and you have all these keys, and you're like, "Oh crap, this one's not it." Hey, go! I saw something on the junk drawer. I think there's like three keys in there. Bring those keys I, over I here. Saw it. I saw it last year. It was somewhere in this damn house. <laughs> exactly. Where's the key? In this house. It was, you, you could it hear was the, on an old key ring that had the. It was the same key ring that had the house key yes. that we lived in four houses ago yes. on. And it had the little Win Dixie tag to scan. Yes. It, it, it like, was the Win Dixie. The one, the one that they gave me when I worked there. It's on that yes. key Isn't ring. That, Where is that? Yes. It has a little loop that I put it just so I could hang it on the door, but we never do that. It would look no. just like yeah. that when they were trying to open the hatch. <laughs> and then, finally, we get the hatch open. And how is it possible that in 2020, we still have to carry our astronauts from their seats to a stretcher into isolation? I thought those suits were... I, I think I'm being too critical now. But I thought my astronauts were supposed no, to walk not. in and then walk out. No, you are not. We are we are so far from that. Now, listen, uh, I think yesterday or the day before, right, Richard Branson said he's going to fly into space uh, early next year with, uh, you know, Virgin Galactic, right? So he's already saying, hey, I am, uh, I'm flying into space. So how long, I mean, Elon's got to do it before Branson. Right, and so does so does Bezos. Bezos, no yeah. way. I mean, they've they've got to fly into space before which, Branson, right? I wanna I wanna do this. I don't care which three fly, as long as either um, I need Branson to do it first, because I may own some stock on that company. So if he does fly first, 
my stock is value is gonna go up the roof. So yeah. you know, I'm just saying, whatever decides to go first, but maybe Virgin can go first, and then Elon, and then Bezos. Okay, fine. But I think, see, now he's. I think. I think we're gonna be. A, a, this is a technicality where Branson says. He's flying into space, right? I'm flying into space. I'm going to do it. We're going to do it early next year with his, you know, the space tourism company. He wants people to start flying into space. I think it's going to be, it's not like the, the uh, astronauts, right? He's not going to, he's not going to fly into space and circle around the <laughs> circle around the moon and give a wave to the space station and then come back to earth, right? He's going to fly up and go into, you know, the beginning of space. Yeah, what they call the uh, and then just just gonna he's just gonna he's gonna fly in and go. I'm in space and then fly back. Do you remember the Red Bull guy that decided to um, free yes. fall? Yes. Oh my gosh, who didn't watch that? That was amazing. That was amazing. I feel like under technicality, that guy was in space. Yeah, you know? he was the first one. You're a hundred percent right. So he I, went, he he went into space. Yeah, I feel that. And he used a balloon. And he used a balloon, and then he free falls. Right. So cry me a river, Branson, you puss. Just yep. go get in your plane and go. Yep. <laughs> yes. Look up that guy's name. We got to give him his credit, the Red Bull guy. Because uh, you're 100% right. He's the guy. He's the guy. He went into space. He, he went in on a balloon, and he jumped back to Earth. I mean, if nothing what let gets you to drink Red Bull, other than that, that works, my friend. Absolutely, and it could. It, they could actually say it gives you wings. It was the Red Bull Stratos project um, by Australian skydiver Felix Baumgarter on 14 of yeah, October, Baumgart. yeah, yeah, yeah. 2012. That's right. Baumgarter flew approximately 30. Nine kilometers, and we don't know how long that, that was. So awesome into the stratosphere over New Mexico, United States, in a helium balloon before free falling in a pressure suit and parachuting to Earth. I remember that yeah. as if it was yesterday. Felix Baumgartner, that's right. Felix, you are the man, hundred percent. Chewing the fat is giving you your due. You that was awesome, awesome, and. Now, this is just a, you know, off the top of my head. Would I want to do that? Mm. Absolutely. I, Absolutely. I feel like Absolutely. I feel like there may I may fall faster than Felix did. <laughs> so that's all I get. It's like, oh yeah, you know, you probably would. Just I oh you know when he stepped out on that ledge if you didn't see it go find it on YouTube just Google Red Bull Space Dive and watch it and and it is when he stepped out on that ledge he's got the cameras and he's looking down from space I mean it was awesome and then he jumps holy cow and starts spinning. Out of, I mean, look, what looked to be out of control, and then lands back on the planet. It was awesome. No kidding. And again, Branson, puss. What kind of device are you going to be in? That's right. I, you know what, Elon and Bezos and Branson. Please, please. Bumgarner jumped off a balloon from space. So, the conversation. Uh, I go to uh, the doctor's appointment this morning and you can't walk into the office without a mask. So, you know, I have my stupid mask on now. You can't go into the office and you can't walk back to the, to the, uh, you know, the rubber glove room without your mask on. But once you're in the room, I, you know, you could take it off. Everyone else in the building has a mask on including the rubber gloved nurse and doctors. So they, the first time that I went in for the rubber glove test at this place, I, they came in and I didn't have my mask on and they kind of looked like, why don't you have your mask on? And I was like, because you do. And I feel pretty confident that we're okay. 
And the doc was like, okay. So now they come in and they're, my mask is still there. You know, I mean, they, they, I'll get shot dead if I walk into the building or try to walk back to the rubber glove room without a mask on. And I don't want to get shot dead there. So, you know, I go back with the mask, but I'm taking it off. I'm not spending time in this room waiting for the rubber glove people and then talking to them with the mask on. They all have masks on. It's fine. But it brings up, I mean, we're all having the mask conversation, right? I mean, we're being forced into the mask conversation and it's really, really frustrating. And I know we've been down this road before and it, and I know that it feels like enough. Why are we continuing to have this yet? We are yet. It's still an issue. We're getting, uh, with social media, with the help of social media, we are seeing, uh, more and more of the wackos, on both sides that refuse to wear a mask and want to make a big deal about it. And the people who believe that you should wear a mask when you decide to walk out of your house, not after you walk out of your house, but when you're in your house and you say, I think I'm going to go outside, you have to put your mask on. And then you can't go anywhere without your mask. That's just the way it is. Now it's not the first time, right? I mean, history is kind of repeating itself, except that, we're in a really different place. You know, I went down the history of the, the mask division from, uh, the Spanish flu days. And it talked about how, uh, how it was so terrible and how the debate, you know, masked were called muzzles, germ shields, dirt traps, uh, gives people pig like snouts. And, uh, some people had, uh, put masks on, but they clipped a hole in them so they could smoke their cigars and they put them on their dogs. And, uh, you know, they were, people were robbing banks with the masks and there were anti-mask meetings. Right. And so San Francisco, Seattle, Oakland, Sacramento, Denver, Indianapolis, Pasadena had mandatory mask laws. And San Francisco was at the forefront. They were known as the masked city. And complaints, of course, mounted all over. Um, you know, the flu was killing people, uh, a lot of people. Um, and then uh, in San Francisco, they were fining people and throwing them in jail for not wearing masks. Uh, they had outdoor court sessions. So if you weren't wearing a mask, if you were arrested or, you know, fined for not wearing a mask and you went before the court, you were jailed between eight hours to 10 days. If you couldn't pay the $5 fine, you were automatically jailed for 48 hours, period. Uh, and that went on for at least a month, according to what I was reading about, maybe a little bit more than a month. And then they dropped it because they thought, oh, you know, we're, we've locked it down. We're doing pretty good. And then of course they had the second wave. All right. But, and then with the second wave, came, I mean, they were talking about violent and aggressive behavior. Uh, people were losing money. So, you know, they make it a big deal. Like it was a money issue. Okay. All right. They had the anti-mask league that happened. Uh, it turned into once again, a political symbol, but the thing that makes it so different today is that while that was going on, America was still doing work, right? There were places were losing money because the people were dying and they, people didn't want to go out and they were wearing masks and, and all that, but there were, we didn't shut businesses down. We didn't shut them down. We can't do that anymore. We can't shut down America anymore. If the rest of the world, you know, I guess locks down, we can, we'll have to do something to try to, you know, circumvent that business wise, uh, to ship goods and services around the world from different ports. But, uh, you know, what are the cruise ships doing? They're doing nothing. Put some goods and services on those big ass ships and ship them over. Those people already got COVID anyway, that are still sitting on the ships. Just let them work. I know that sounded cruel. Sorry, but the way it goes. But now they're talking about, you know, that mini guy, Minneapolis, the one fed chief of a Minneapolis is talking about what we need is another lockdown for four to six weeks, a hard lockdown. 
for four to six weeks. Are you out of your mind? That is just unbelievable to me that we could that we're we're thinking like that. I mean, we are just now. I going to the doctor's office today. I was really amazed at how many people are out and about because I feel like they're not out and about, but they are, especially here. I mean, they are out and about. My son was here this weekend who lives, you know, in the greater Austin area. And, you know, he was saying that they are, uh, my words, not his Nazis in Austin area over wearing masks. And, uh, he said when he left the Austin area, they stopped off at a Bucky's, which is between one of the Bucky's is between, you know, his house and ours on the way. And he said, maybe 50% of the people at Bucky's were wearing a mask. Maybe, maybe. And amazingly, Bucky's was still letting people in to spend money huh, and do business with them. That's an incredible thing. That's an incredible thing that businesses still let you in and uh, because they want your money. We can't shut down America again. We can't do it. Businesses are already just crumbling in some of these cities. And we talked about it the other day. Uh, the chickens are coming home to roost with the rent. Uh, if you haven't been paying your rent and the comp- the owners, your landlords are coming to collect because at the, you know, soon they're going to be able to kick you out if you haven't paid your rent because now they can't, uh, make a deal with your landlord, man. Talk to them, get the deal going now, make it, make it happen. Find a way to tell the landlord you'll wash the uh, freaking windows of the place. You'll sweep the hallways, something, you know, just so that you, you know, look, I can't pay you, but don't kick. I need a roof over my head. Let me do something to keep the roof over my head. And once we're back to work, we'll make it right. Because if that doesn't happen, the, you think it's ugly now with homeless people in America, it's going to be really, really ugly. Really ugly. And again, I started with the masks. I just wish we could get it through people's heads that if you want to wear a mask, great, wear a mask. But if someone doesn't, isn't wearing a mask, great. They're not wearing a mask. It's okay. I see in my local Walmart here close by, they actually had a guy out front giving masks away to people who didn't have masks. And I asked him specifically, because uh, it was mandated, I asked him specifically if uh, if you don't have a mask and they, you say to him, hey, I got a medical reason, I can't wear a mask, he'll still let you in. He'll still let you into the Walmart. Because Walmart, uh, amazingly, wants your money and they don't want the fights anymore. They don't want the crazy people of the videos of people losing their minds over someone in a store not wearing a mask. Go about your business. Go about your business. That should probably be a PSA that the government should actually do. Just the go about your business campaign. And uh, let, let people be their own self. You know, like we're supposed to in America. All right, let's go to the break room. I need a, I need something cold to drink. Seriously, an ice cold can of water. Hey, uh, a reminder, subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Uh, if you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber to Chewing the Fat, um, some people will get really angry at you. I will not. I'm just asking you nicely to subscribe. Other people are like the the mask people. Uh, if they if you're out and about and somebody says, hey, are you a subscriber to Chewing the Fat? And you say, no, I'm not a subscriber. Why not? You should be. Put it, be a subscriber. You can, That could happen. And I don't want that to happen to you. So you want to be able to say, yeah, I'm a subscriber. Thanks. And then fist bump and move on with your life. So choose a platform, whichever one you want, say, for example, Spotify or iTunes and uh, subscribe. And then uh, and you're alerted every day when the new podcast drops just to 
just to make you happy and warm the little cockles of your heart. Okay? <laughs> okay. Thank you. And while you're at it, I don't want to, I just feel like I don't want to ask too much, but subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. The Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher YouTube channel as well. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop asking for stuff. All right. One thing leads to another. And then the next thing you know, I'm asking you to, you know, go to Twitter, follow at Jeffy JFR, Facebook and Instagram and parlor jeff fisher radio so you know you could follow me on all those places and i don't want to ask for all of that so just you know do the podcast and the youtube channel and the rest of it we'll we'll talk about later okay <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so uh did you see the leaked and those of you watching live on the 4th of August, 2020, uh, see me using the quotation mark, uh, fingers leaked body cam footage of George Floyd arrest. Now it's about eight minutes long or a little bit longer than eight minutes actually. And it's the beginning of getting him out of the car, out of his automobile to up to the video that we've all seen of the police officer with his knee on his neck and then him dying. All right. So, uh, I watched the whole thing. I watched the whole thing all the way once. And I watched bits and pieces of it more than once. And it's, it's maddening. It's maddening because no matter if whatever side you're on, this video works for you. Okay, so if George Floyd, rest his soul, had not died, this video would have shown the police did exactly what they were supposed to do. Agreed. They, they, they had to do what they were doing was exactly what you'd expect the police to do. Since he ended up dying with the police officer with this damn knee on his neck. And I just want to slap that cop. And I still don't understand why there, someone didn't come up to him and say, what are you doing enough? I really, I really, I just, I just don't. But at any point you go through any of these points and, and I, let's be clear, you know, of course I'm using the disclaimer. Of course the man didn't deserve to die. Of course he didn't. It was horrible. And that's the one thing that we, I think we all agreed on. Uh, it's, it's, it's incredible to me that this death sparked the outrage in our communities because we all agreed that it was horrible. But I guess we didn't think it was horrible enough. So we have to burn down a few things, I guess. But it was really, really interesting to see uh, how the police and how George Floyd was during this arrest. And throughout the, this video, I found myself saying, well, he should have just gotten, in, if he'd gotten in the back of the police car, he, he would have been alive today. And I know it's if, right? If, if, if. And like I said, it goes all the way. This video takes you up to the on the ground with the knee on his neck video. But it is kind of maddening that we have we have destroyed a lot of this country and really put a divide in this country over this. Over that arrest. When you, I mean, well, and it's not a hundred percent over that arrest. That's what kick started it. When you were watching the video, you were watching the video at home, and you as a, I know Race is going to bring into this. You as a white male, did you? At I don't know any, if you know this, Chris. I don't yeah. know if you know this, but what whatever video I watch, mm -hmm. I watch it as a white male. Okay, good, but good, go good. At any point of the entire interaction between George Floyd and the police officers, at any point did you stop on both sides and said, if this person would have stopped it here, he would have been alive. 
if this person would have stopped it here, he would have been alive. Multiple times. I don't understand it on both sides of the argument. I don't understand why the police officer just let him through the tantrum that he was throwing. And I don't understand why George Floyd did not just take it like a man and just set his butt on the ground. Well, I mean, the argument to uh, to George Floyd is that he was uh, on drugs, right? Yes. It was, he was uh, under the influence. He was drunk. So... He was under the influence, yeah. so uh, he had and he had COVID nineteen. He had fentanyl. He had meth, right? I mean, he had can all we, these things in we, his body. Can we check if he had hydroxychloroquine? No, because that's not an effective treatment. Okay, got it. Sorry, uh, I apologize for the, that. The, and hopefully- the people who the people who are actually alive today, claiming that it was hydroxychloroquine, they're a bunch of liars. And you better stop talking because Skype is going to end the call real soon. <laughs> so. Let's let's deal with one problem at a time, and let's talk about the George. But yes, going back to the George Floyd situation, as a former police officer of the military. Oh God, oh God! Did you ever have this problem at the gate? We did at one time. We did at one time. This freaking douche. All right, go, all right, go ahead. As a former police, this officer. freaking douche wanted to blow the gate. But see, the cool thing about the military bases, if someone blows the gate and they won't stop. There's a little button to the right that we press, and these giants uh, stoppers oh, yeah. Yeah, pop the, up. And guess what? Yeah. It's between you and that wall that I just made appear out of nowhere. So yeah, let's awesome go there. Anyways, but as a former police officer for the military, I was so yeah, the first time aggravated at the police officers because, in my opinion, now this is just me. I can't feel what they were feeling their shoes, but if we you if you would just left them in the back of the of the of the truck, the uh, police officer car, left it back there, call for a bus, aka an ambulance, and just be like, hey, he's going crazy back there. We just locked him up in the back. He seems safe, but he's just going all crazy. I feel that. Yeah. If they would have just left him and 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 then you could see because I know the end of the story, I know the end of the movie, and I'm thinking here, I'm like, oh my gosh, just let him sit in the car, just let him cool right. it off in the car, like a, like a drunk right. tank. Treats- and hindsight, and hindsight, you're you're doing that, right? Yes. But I, on, on the other hand, you know, here's a guy who has been arrested before, been shot before, and that he has was been saying through this all before. And he was saying, I don't want to go back. Please, I don't want to go back. Uh, they're they're saying I'm gonna we're you know we'll roll the window down. You're fine. Just yes, just chill. It's just it's just. And so you think, like you said, you think at that point, uh, if the officer says, "Get in," we're closing the door. We're rolling the windows down a little bit, and then yeah, walk away. Yeah, right? but then again, we don't know what the police officer were feeling. We don't know that. But that video that was leaked. Yeah. It's, it's infuriating because on both sides of the arguments, you could I say know. one Hell person yeah. could have stopped and it would have been over. The other person could have stopped. It would have been on over. But at the yep. end of the day, after watching the entire video, I still conclude that both sides were on the wrong. Oh. Uh. I mean, again, not knowing the ending. You know, not knowing the ending with just the leaked body cam footage, uh, you do you get in your in your mind? All right, take away we already know the ending, right? So if you were to watch this leaked body cam footage without knowing the ending, would you have guessed that he died? No, no. So, does that lead you to believe to be more pissed at the police or the assailant, you know, the the criminal? The criminal. See, to me, I think that leads me to be more pissed at the police because they're supposed to be smarter than that. Yes. Yes. But at the end of the day, we're all human. We all have the adrenaline shot going up. 
We want- no further questions, Your Honor. He could stop talking on the stand. Do we? We didn't have him address the the question, and then don't let him go on and on, Your Honor. Objection. <laughs> I know, I know, I, I know. That's the problem, right? That's the problem. That's why we were all against it. It's just. It's really, it's really, uh, you know, sad. It's maddening. It take, it's everything. You know, it, don't be putting your fingers up, wrapping me up when I'm in the middle of this of, of, of BLM. I'm ready to just go all out for for BLM, and you're just wrapping me up, so I can't. <laughs> So, have you been able to click on Seeing America with Megan Rapino, her HBO special, uh, Seeing America? Have you been able to click on it yet? Uh, I played the promo you know, last week, and it looks just riveting with AOC and Nicole Hannah-Jones and Hassan Mihaja. Uh, now, I thought... And I was mistaken last week when I was talking that Hassan Mihaj, uh is was just a YouTube comedian douche. No, but I was wrong. You are because he wrong. has uh, a nice contract with Mother um, Overlord Netflix. He has a weekly That's show a- called Patriot Act with Hassan Masasha, and then he has a no. This must be a, this might be a different guy. And then he has kind of like a his comedy special. Not, his name is M I N H A J. Yeah, that one. Um, and then he has Mahaj. like a comedy special called Homecoming King with Mahama Mahara. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. By the way, the more you say his name, the more I want falafel and like curry. Like, seriously. We're about to record. It's, it's lunchtime. We're recording it during lunchtime. And you talk about Hassan Majamaja, and all I could think of is falafel. I don't know if they have that on the special, but I've been, it's been, you know, I watch, I, I go to HBO, I watch, you know, Perry Mason every week. So I'm on my HBO app at least, at least. Once are you a week. on your HBO app or are you on your HBO Max app? <sighs> okay. Depending on which TV I'm viewing. Oh my God, you bougie uh, bastard. Don't you. Look down on me from your stupid ivory tower and tell me that you have HBO Go on one TV and HBO Max on another TV. And I know for a fact you're not an AT&T customer. You're a Patriot Mobile customer. So don't tell me that you're getting free HBO Max. So either you stole that from your son. Okay, so all right, so here's the deal. All right, uh, I get I have HBO Max uh-huh. on the living room TV on the living room TV. Okay. Okay. But I can also I also can access HBO through my Hulu app. All right. So and that's how double. I get HBO Max through the Hulu app. Oh, through the oh, okay. okay, okay. But the screen oh on the TV in uh-huh. the bedroom uh huh the app just says HBO it doesn't say HBO Max like so you're the paying. newer TV so you're paying for that one. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I think that's a <laughs> no. Uh, no. I, because I, I guarantee had, you, I'm not paying for it. Okay, someone is paying for it because I had to swap from HBO app, and they canceled that account, and then brought me into the HBO Max world. I can't help what you have to do. I can't help that. I'm, I'm trying to help what, you what out. You know, I know you have millions of dollars just pouring out every morning. Oh. It's- you know, oh, you, I just you, I can't stop the money from coming exactly. in. Exactly. So I'm just trying to help you out, you know, long run, you know, if this whole market crashes and we're all at the bread line eating spam and bread, which again I am close to that li- I'm closer to that line than you think, my friend. But I'm, go ahead. I'm here thinking I want I don't want falafel anymore. I want spam and rice. That's delicious with a fried egg on top. Ooh, that's lunch for me. Anyways, but I'm trying to help you out and save some money, bro. So Thank you. You're I, welcome. I guess. Anyway, I'm just saying that uh, I haven't, I cannot bring myself to click on the Rapino show, Seeing America, and I feel like I have to. 
You don't, you, though. No, but you, but you don't. Do. You don't. I don't see I do. a person behind you with a gun telling you, go watch this lesbian uh, HBO show, seeing the world through her lesbian eyes. Is, is that the subtitle? Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, that, it doesn't say that, but that's what it is. Okay. Well, here we you read between that. the lines. So. Yes. And that's exactly what the iconic star athlete hosting a fearless conversation with AOC and NHJ and Hassan Malja. Dude, that falafel uh, sounds good right now. Yes. Yes. Uh, so you may, you know, maybe, maybe we get falafels and we sit down and we watch the show. I don't know. Okay. If you bring the falafels, I'll bring my HBO Max. Well, I'd love to, but look at the time. Uh, gotta go. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. So, my people are a little bit of hot water these days over the mail-in ballots. And uh, the Congress is calling the new Postmaster General um, to the forefront to find out what the heck is going on, why is it going to take so long, why is the mail being slowed down, what's happening. So they're calling uh, DeJoy uh, before Congress. And I think within, you know, I don't know, sometime this month. And, you know, many people are like, why are you waiting so long? Get him get him before you now. So uh, I don't by the way, think. By the way, he they want him to speak at the September hearing. Yeah. That is not a few months. Yeah. That's like next year. That is so long ago. <laughs> I don't even know what month I are mean, we in. Yeah, I mean, we're all. I mean, we'll be that much closer to the to election. the election. Yes, right. I mean, we're we're like ninety some days out now. I think it, I think we are. We're ninety days out today, right? If we're listening live on the fourth, sure of August, September, October, no, September, October, November. Yeah, it's the ninety days out. Holy cow. We're 90 days out from this election. Oh, my gosh. Which, you know, the recent... The, uh, I, I like that you bring that up because um, it actually shows that not even Congress knows who to call. Thank you. Because this show... It, and, and I will... Jeffy, I'll give you the link so you can tweet it out. This show did a deep dive because for the longest time, Jeff Fisher, you wanted to be uh, the joy. Yeah, postmaster general. You want to be the postmaster I, general. That's you're on the forefront. You're 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 the you're the face of uh, the postal service. You're the person that everybody loves to hate. And that's um, all you are, postmaster general. And that's all you are. In reality, well, that's, that's all you are. You're the guy yeah, that if it. a thousand mail ballots go missing, you're the one that has to go to the president and say, "Well, Billy Bob decided to throw them by the lake." That's what happened. And, but and you're right. And you're you're the one cable news networks want to come come hunt down. Yes. Now, uh, right now, there is a, and I want your opinion as future governor of the board of the USPS. There is a mail-in voting update coming out of New York that says, due to massive postal serve failures, New York yeah. will count many mailed-in ballots even if they're not postmarked by the deadline or <laughs> postmarked at all. <laughs> How do you feel about that, Jeff Fisher? Well, A, I mean, what they're just, they're completely throwing the Postal Service on, under the bus. Right. But it, it, is, it, is, it is strange that even though we're throwing them under the bus, and DeJoy is going to be the face of it. Those of us uh, that are on the board of governors are breathing a sigh of relief. Yeah, take the heat. Take the heat. It's us that make the calls. It's us that make the calls, not him. But go ahead. Put him out there. Go go get your head chopped off. But uh, it's amazing to me that they're throwing the Postal Service under the bus, but they're still going to use it. Yeah, and it's funny. So that, it's funny because this whole headline that I just read comes after on Monday a federal judge ruled that approximately a thousand absentee ballots that were not postmarked by the deadline by the deadline are going to be used 
on the New York congressional primary that still hasn't been decided after six weeks. So there couldn't be any fraud uh, having to do with any of this whatsoever. Now, the fight is for the District 12 of New York. Um, Representative Maloney appears to have beaten challenger Suraj Patel. Uh, but her current margin over Patel is only 3,700 votes. Yeah, and they and you are. Can put, I mean. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? And they are more than 12 thousand disputed ballots <laughs> so you have twelve thousand disputed ballots and they're going to accept oh look what i found in the trunk of my car i've got some mail-in ballots that this postal worker kept and didn't do anything with yep mindy. so these count yep mindy it's just right right oh just amazing i mean if i'm if i'm the joy i don't know what i do as postmaster general i mean you try to hang on and get a paycheck for as long as you can but the board of governors is just sitting there going, man, that guy sucks. <laughs> Doesn't he? Man, he sucks. You hear that? You mean we have breaking news here on uh, Chewing the Fat? Uh, because, as you well know, if you're uh, you know a, a regular listener, you know that uh, when CTF records, news happens. Let's go to our man on the street now with breaking news, Chris Cruz. Chris. Hey, Jeffy. I'm right here, right in front of the City Health Commissioner office in New York City, to let you know that she literally just handed me her letter of resignation. She just resigned from the New York City Health Commissioner, Dr. Osiris Barbot, has resigned. Were you able to get a comment from her on why the resignation uh, happened today and what was it about? She did not tell me why she's resigning, but she did give me a quote that she wrote in an email to the members of the health department staff that says, I am proud that as a woman of color, raised in public housing in this city. I always put public health, racial equity, and the well-being of the city I love first. That ethos continues within the agency, and I have every confidence that you will continue to serve every day with dignity, integrity, and courage for all benefit of all New Yorkers. I'm surprised that uh, maybe you could try to run her down and uh, we could get her on. I mean, I know that uh, uh, she is uh, the first Latina head to head the health department, and she uh, has deep Puerto Rican roots. Oh. Uh, While she was born here in America, she has uh, deep Puerto Rican roots. So I thought maybe you could let her know that you're one of her people. Okay, well, that makes sense. Because she, if you don't remember, like, who the hell is, you know, Dr. Osiris Barbot? Like, who, who's that? <laughs> this is the health commissioner that said to the NYPD boss she didn't give two rats ass about his cops during the height of the corona pandemic. Right, right. That, that made her a, a, a strong favorite to continue yes. her position under yes. Mayor de Blasio. I'll guarantee yes, you that. Yes, yes. Now, the reason why she said, I don't give two rats ass about your cops was because the NYPD, how dare they, Jeff Fisher, how dare the NYPD request 500,000 face masks? How dare they? Yeah, like yeah those, that's right. She, like, she doesn't care. She's the one. dare they? That's right. That makes sense. You know, she is Latina. Now that you say that. I wonder why she's resigning now, though. I mean, she is right. She is now, right up there with the Blasio as far where, as. Uh, that's you know um, that's why I want to bring it back to the studios. So um, let's close this out. Oh, okay. So that was breaking news here on CTF because, as you know, when CTF records, news happens. Uh, the health commissioner of New York City, with deep, deep Puerto Rican roots, has resigned like effective immediately. I don't like that. I do not like the whole deep Puerto Rican roots. I don't like. Just that. reporting the news here on CTF. Okay. okay. But I would like to spend a couple of minutes. Because you were the one that told me. <laughs> I bet you would. That she has been 
bumping heads with Mayor de Blasio. And I don't know why though, because they're both they're both uh, living in a world of uh, Nazism. Of yeah, to, for lack of a better word, Nazism, and uh, Marxism. Do you uh, think that she wants? Because I'm sorry, you go outside New York, boom, you're dead. Like that's how is being told by Mayor de Blasio. Yeah. You, you know, that theory that you showed me at your um, living quarters where you go raise your hand and then you touch your nose, boom, you're dead. That is dead. how dead. people are dying in New York City today. They raise yeah. their hand, touch their nose, boom, dead. It's in the air, dead. Yeah. So I, I want to know how much more does she want? I don't know. Maybe tomorrow there'll be a story. We'll have a breaking news story of some sort of uh, uh, illegalities that she's involved in. Why? It's because possible. she's Puerto Rican? Uh, only Puerto oh, no. Ricans can take no. money as, you know, they were bought off, so they look at the other side. Is that what you're saying? Because, yes, I'm that saying, did happen in Puerto uh, Rico, and we did lose a couple of officials about, you know, may have accepted some money. Here and there. Yeah, I mean, there were some problems, uh, you know, in in Puerto Rico. Now, she's definitely, I mean, she was born here in America. She just has deep Puerto Rican roots. So there's no way of knowing whether she, uh, you know, is familiar with, uh, you know, graft and uh, (laughs) things of that nature. But uh, it does say that she is, uh, went to... uh, the university, uh, well, she went to Yale University. Oh, nice. Uh, of medicine and dentistry of New Jersey. So she has dentist. She's part of the dentistry, man. Those, those are criminals. That, there's no, there's no that doubt. alone, that alone, she's a criminal. So not only she's a, <laughs> she's a person with deep, deep Puerto Rican roots. Right. She's a dentist. She calls herself a, hey, do you know what this word is? Yeah. She refers to herself as a N-U-Y-O Rican. Oh, a New Yorican. New Yorican. New Yorican yeah, is okay. you're born New in New York. Yeah, she's a New York Rican. Yeah, you're born in New York and then your family is from Puerto Rico. Got it. That Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bitch. With deep if you have deep Puerto Rican roots, you're a new a New Yorican. New Yorican. That's that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> But I would like to know why she quit. So what are she, you? Wait a minute. Are you like a Floro Rican? No, I'm a Boricua. The hell is that? I was born in Puerto Rico, so I'm like a native. Oh, so you're I mean you're from the mothership. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome coming into the States, I'll tell you that. Boom Zion. Anyway, what's you know, we'll find out tomorrow whether she's a she has some sort of by the way, financial difficulties. By by you saying she's a New Yorkerian, like she definitely has. She was born in the projects. Of course, she has financial difficulties. How many mod bosses look the she other to, way? She went to Yale. Oh Come yeah, on. because yes, because only people that don't go to Yale accept money from the mod boss saying, "Hey, I need you to sign this paperwork for this. You know, this new bar just open." The health department, just here's some money. Yeah, okay. Sorry, sir. Lo lamento. Yo tengo aquí un diploma de Yale y no puedo tener tu dinero. Yeah, she said that. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I, I believe that to be true. I believe that to be true. Oh, and uh, speaking of, you know, I talked yesterday about that. I believe that Ellen was done. They came out now and said, Warner Media said that... Uh, you know, show's still on, right? The namesake Good show. Good for them. Still on. Uh, supposed to start back up, I think, in the end of this month or the beginning of next month. And then her game of games is supposed to begin sometime at the end of this month as well. Um, so they're saying that it's still on. Did you- we'll see. So Okay. So I've been following this story because of you. This is just because of you. Um, the whole stupid um, Ellen being the worst human being in the world. Yeah, um, and I will say before you get to before you get to that, I will say I want to remind people of this particular quote from Warner Media themselves. Okay, so 
if you, I think that the show will not, you know, I may rethink and say that it will be back, but they will have lost so many sponsors that it won't last. No way. But a spokesperson for Warner Media said that the primary findings of the investigation into the show indicated some deficiencies. Oh. So they have looked into the show and they have been indicated some deficiencies. We've identified several staffing changes along with appropriate measures to address the issues that have been raised and we're taking the first steps to implement them. So once again, even Warner Media is throwing the workers under the bus. It's not Ellen. It's the workers. Well, you can't. You can't blame Ellen. Good luck. You can't. Even if it was Ellen being this horrible, mean human being, you can't blame the brand. The brand the is boss. her. So sorry for all of you that are trying to cancel her, but Warner Media sees that as a profit puppy, and they need that puppy. But well, we'll but but we'll see if okay, it still we'll will see. be a profit puppy. But I'm tr- I'm getting little. I'm getting a glimpse, not a glimpse. I'm seeing some same trends that I saw during the Me Too movement with Ellen. Oh, yeah. Because if you remember, Jeffy, in the Me Too movement, it was, he touched me, he let me, forced me to watch him in the shower, blah, 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 blah. I was scared of my life. I didn't want to. And all of a sudden, all these other women were just speaking and said, yeah, what she said, he did that to me too. But then he was wearing a black gown and I was wearing a red dress and he was sitting in a palm tree when he did it to me, not an oak tree, but it sounds just the same. I'm getting really frustrated because you have Leah Thompson from Back to the Future, the one hit wonder saying, yeah, yeah, she's mean. And I quote, and I quote, this is a quote from Thompson from her tweet that says, true story, period, it is. Oh, yeah. Well, that was to do with uh, with her, the story of her being uh, the story that was the, the Australian guy, right? Yes. She commented on his tweet saying that uh, he couldn't, you know, they weren't, they weren't, were told not to look at her, don't talk to her. Yes. She's coming in, you're doing the interview, and then that's it. Then you have Brad Garrett, and you're like, who is Brad Garrett? Everybody knows him as Robert, a.k.a. the brother of Everybody Loves Raymond, in a yeah, tweet everybody knows that. that uh, says, knows more than one who were treated horribly. Okay. Are we just gonna pile on? Because if if all it takes is a tweet, Fisher, I didn't want to say this to you, you know, but I did work with an Ellen producer for about a week, and they were so mean to me, Jeff Fisher. I have records of emails of them being mean, and. They, they, made, didn't, they didn't actually tell you no about something, did no, they? No, no, no. They were just being mean. The tone of the email was so mean. Oh, boy. And I just want to come out. I feel like now is a perfect chance. This was uh, back when um, the polls happened in Orlando. So right. I, I I feel like now, right. that I, now that I've seen Leah Thompson and I've seen Brad Garrett, I feel strong enough to come out and say that Ellen's producer – and shoot, the general manager for Katy Perry also was mean to me. And oh no, the Pixar people that allowed me to screen Dory were also mean to me. So oh no, you're lucky to get out alive. I, I want to come out and say that true story, period, it is. Now we know it's true. Whenever you, you, we know for true, we have we have actual evidence of an email that was meanly worded to the producer of this show. 
I mean, he was lucky to be out alive thanks to the power structure. He was fortunate enough to get out. And we're, we're glad to have you, Chris. No, really. I mean that. And you're glad you made it out alive from there. You know, with your deep Puerto Rican roots. 